Welcome to the Cap Region YP Insights Plus Resources for Young Professionals in the 518. Our podcast is presented by the Capital District Transportation Authority, CDTA. Welcome to the Cap Region YP Insights Plus Resources for Young Professionals in the 518. I'm Blaze Bryant. I'm flying solo because Lindsay Isinger, my co-chair with the Young Professionals Network, and I, we were unable to land a community leader guest for August. The nice thing is, because we have a really good content bank, I was able to pull a conversation I had last May with Joelle Monaco. At the time, she was the director of community engagement for the Mental Health Association in New York State. Since then, her job title has changed. She's now the Director of Outreach and Business Engagement, still with MHA. I asked her what she does in her position. That's a great question, and thank you. You you got our mouthful of our full name out and our acronym, so praise. Thank you. <laughs> but well, you're, it's because you, I, I am no stranger to Mahaney. Yes. So no. I know, a long-standing relationship and a great advocate for, you know, some of the work we do out there. So as uh, the Director of Outreach and Business Engagement, um, I really work with not only building community capacity, but really getting a general understanding of what mental health and building mental health literacy is within our community and in a wider um, stance, being that our agency does cover the entire state of New York. But I also work with businesses and universities to really train their staff um, and their consumers and whoever it is, their employees, about the importance of mental health and wellness in the workplace. Um, we know depression is a leading cause of lost productivity, and we do a lot of really great understanding for individuals advocating for themselves. But a lot of what I do is really getting the information out there in the workplace and the general community to hopefully and you know continue our work to reduce the stigma so that individuals living with a mental health challenge or a mental health diagnosis are really able to meet and exceed uh, their personal expectations for themselves. Well and there are 26 Mahaney's offices around the state. Which yeah it keeps us really pretty busy. <laughs> I don't know how you do what you do. Keeps us pretty busy. We have a really great team. That's that's how we do it. So we cover 50 counties and the counties we don't directly cover, our affiliates come together and provide services. Um, but it's a great team and we build on strength-based, which I you know always talk about. And my colleagues are pretty fabulous. So it makes it, makes it easy to get all the work done that we do do. And you know, like any other nonprofit, I always say, and all other duties as assigned, right? <laughs> <laughs> That is the default tagline on every job description for a nonprofit. Yes. yes. <laughs> As it should be. Yeah, it should. Because, you know, you never know what you're going to have to pivot and adapt all the time. Goodness, don't we know that with, uh, as we're taping this during the pandemic and everything. hundred percent. A hundred percent. I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this as a jump off point. I wasn't planning on it, but how has the pandemic forced you to pivot in your job? So it's quite significant, um, being that I oversee all uh, training and development for universities and businesses, you can imagine how that has changed, uh, being that we do you know, a good amount of our trainings for either our private consultants or our state and federal grants in person. We've really had to adapt and pivot, um, but 
like I said, with great colleagues and, you know, pre-existing opportunities where we have platforms, we've had to transition to doing our trainings and our outreach 100% online. So it's forced me to learn a lot about technology. <laughs> we know about all these new platforms. Um, I feel like I might be able to, you know, in the subset of your resume, be able to put like IT, you know, general information knowledge. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we've really been able to adapt to meet our, you know, the community's needs and our businesses needs by providing online trainings additionally uh, being that May's mental health awareness month can be you know and we have unfortunately pandemic taking place we've been getting a lot more calls so we've also been um, building resource lists on our website and really pivoting that way to provide services um, both that allows me you know requires me to pivot but as our agency we're also pivoting quite significantly but all good things, right? We're learning new ways to reach new communities. So we know this will be something that we can add to our offerings when we go back to the new typical um, and we'll be able to reach a wider net. The new typical is a really key phrase. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. And you know, I, I always steer away from the word normal because what is normal, right? So I always use typical and you know, you never know, we don't know what it's going to look like, but we know we can adapt. We've shown our strengths to, as individuals, as organizations, as a community to, you know, really navigate the situation. I think those are, I always say, you know, look to the positives and say, okay, if we've learned this and we've done this, how can we use these skills, these resources, or these platforms going forward to better ourselves in the community? And I think another reason, too, why normal is perhaps not the best word choice, whether you're politically correct or not, mm -hmm. is the fact that normal, especially in the mental health community, is a term that is kind of like one of the seven words you can't say on TV and radio. Yeah, yeah. We, we try to stay, you know, away from it because it's one, like you said, it's one of those things of, like I said, it, what is normal? Who defines it? Who sets it? Yeah. Um, where does it change? You know, when does it get updated? Uh, so it's one of those things of it's just, it's too broad. So if you say, you know, and your normal is different than my normal. So if we say typical, that's, that's what gives it a little bit of a broader reach too. Sure. And that typically makes sense. <laughs> Joelle Monaco, the director of business and community engagement for Mental Health Association in New York State, Mahaney's, M-H-A-N-Y-S.org. They have a whole slew of resources to get you through this time and all sorts of webinars. Um, let, let's, let's focus on you now. You said uh, in your form for YP of the Month that self-awareness is the biggest asset, the most important skill for young professionals. Two-part question here is, how did you develop self-awareness and why is self-awareness so important? So being transparent, right? Building self-awareness, a lot of mistakes, <laughs> right? You know, a lot of like, wish I never did that. Ooh, could have done better. So I guess it's, you know, having that insight to look back and um, be vulnerable to say, you know, this might not be my strength. Um, or here's an opportunity that I can work on and being transparent with those around you um, because I know 
if you're able to understand what strengths and you know what opportunities you have, you can better place yourself. Not only you know if you're working in a business and an organization, or you're working for yourself, to really pull in those community partners or those colleagues uh, to kind of weigh out what skills you might have, you know, opportunities in. So not only can you learn from them, but you're getting an overall successful project or, you know, account or whatever that progress is, whatever that deliverable is. And I think, you know, a lot of times we learn it because of past experiences or challenges, or, you know, just as we get older, we have better insight. And I think, um, the sooner you're able to really work on yourself and, you know, identify that, you know, a, not having a strength doesn't mean it's a problem. It just means there's an area of opportunity and it might be a place that you really never become proficient in or you have no interest in. And that's okay. That's where it's really great to work with the team or have other community businesses or colleagues that you can call on to fill in that gap where maybe it's just not your area of interest. Mm, it's a very interesting point because we're there's such a pressure to succeed mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there's a pressure to like know all and be all and is that realistic that's <laughs> probably not you know and i think the sooner we you know give ourselves some forgiveness and some leeway to say i can't be all and do all but i can call on those around me um, and i know what my strengths are and i can play to that and i can pull people in um, to really perform and produce quality product without necessarily having to, you know, sacrifice certain parts that I might not be good at or push myself to do something that I'm really not interested in either. Yeah. Now, I remember a few months ago, which seems like 23 years ago now, <laughs> that you were on a panel talking about work-life balance. Yeah. Talk about the importance of that. So again, one of my isms, I call it work-life integration because I feel like work-life balance is almost unachievable, right? Because where's the balance? Um, I don't know about many other people, but I'm really passionate about what I do, I'm really passionate about you know how I contribute to the community. So it's not like there's a switch that I can ever just turn off. It's not like, okay, it's five o'clock, I'm gonna turn this off. I find myself you know, standing in the line at the grocery store and I start having a conversation with somebody. I'm like, oh, here it is. Um, so I think it's really building that integration of having the opportunity to flex, having the opportunity to set healthy boundaries so that that way you can have that opportunity to, you know, reset, recharge, and be able to be yourself and bring your full self to the workplace or whatever your creative setting is, if it's school, if it's, you know, your own business or business. Um, but it's that, you know, mindset of work-life integration it doesn't have to have a hard start or stop time, but where are you setting healthy boundaries and how are you fitting in, you know, healthy relationships and taking care of yourself and doing things you really enjoy, which I think given our current situation um, right in this moment is more important if not, if not now than ever, because we can become, um, you know, those your computer's right there. It's so convenient to just log on for some of us. So it's, you know, creating those boundaries where, okay, after a certain time I shut the computer, maybe I put it in the closet and I can go back and check it in the morning and just giving ourselves the, um, the knowledge that it's okay to take time for yourself too. Yeah. Even if you have to rearrange your apartment a certain way or you what have you got something, it. Something that, that gets you to that point of, Okay, it's okay mm -hmm. to disconnect. 
Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's knowing that, you know, and I think, you know, when you look at stats and things like this, cause I'm <laughs> here, I go with stats, but you know, we know for, you know, cognitive understanding and decision-making, you know, taking a break is really important. You can't just keep burning the candle at both ends. Your, your product is going to show um, that, you know, that you, you're not taking a break for yourself or you're not taking care of yourself because your creativity will start to decline with that inability to turn off. Good. And uh, St. Vincent Malay reference, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Of do, you have a pun, do you have a pun for that one, please? It will not last the night. That's the next line in the line of the poem. That's that's all I remember right now. Awesome. Uh, in the couple and a half minutes we have left here, what do you like to do in the capital region? Why do you like it so much? So what do I like to I I love going out to eat, which right now is, you know, obviously a little bit challenging. And um, I have to say it's really nice because so many of our local small business restaurants are open. So right now my favorite thing to do is to go to a local restaurant. I bring my folding chair and table and I set up outside in a parking lot, obviously keeping safe distance, but you know, keeping that sense of normalcy where I'm able to support local businesses, um, eat some of my favorite food and have the opportunity to get outside of the house. Um, and then when we're not, you know, uh, physical distancing, really the accessibility. We have lakes, we have, you know, a huge professional community, and then we're a couple hours from so many things. So I think it's just a great community to be a part of, not only because of its distance, um, but also its opportunities. Sure, absolutely. Now, what do you, what is some of your favorite foods? Oh, so. What's not my favorite food is kind of the answer. <laughs> um, I love I love Mexican, right? You can't go wrong, you know. You can't go wrong with like a chimichanga or you know, good alfresco taco. Um, Italian, you can't go wrong there. Seafood, I love seafood. I feel like it's the season of seafood right now. Mm -hmm. Sushi, like I could just go on. Uh, <laughs> there's really not much I won't try or don't like. So you know, it's it's a good thing now because I. I can just go to whatever restaurants open um, and I don't like cooking. So that's been, that's been a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can relate to that in terms of not really being the biggest fan of cooking. No, I often say my kitchen's broken, so I can't cook. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like it's coming back to me for saying it so much because I always joke about it. And now I'm like, well, my kitchen has to be in full working order now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great, humorous, upbeat note to end on Joelle Monaco, awesome. the Director of Community and Business Engagement for the Mental Health Association in New York State, MHANYS.org for more info. Always good to talk with you. Thank you so much for a few minutes here on the Thanks podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Blaze. It's my pleasure to be a part of this. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Cap Region YP presented by the Capital District Transportation Authority, CDTA. The sponsors for the Young Professionals Network are Berkshire Bank, Ellis Medicine, TransFinder, UHY, and MVP. You can hear our community speaker segment on the first Wednesday of the month and our YP of the month segment on the third Wednesday. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Capital Region YPN.